0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Name Philip, back again with another episode of the Pokey Talk podcast. What's going on? Hey, that's
1: much. We got a little bit different time tonight or this time around. Yeah, recording a
0: little later. um, We do want to mention a couple things happening with the podcast. Um, Yeah. For for this episode, there's a lot of news. I'm sure anybody in the hobby has heard quite a few different things. Got some Pokemon collabs, MetaZoo failing, and uh, <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, but for the next episode, you know, Pokemon Day is coming up and the way our normal schedule aligns, you know, we do two weeks at a time and we think it's going to be worth it to extend another week so we can capture all the news. So I think that's what we were thinking, right?
1: Yeah, I mean it's hard to have it to where your regular podcast is 2 days before the biggest Pokemon news event of the entire year. Yeah. Like as, as if we went with current current cycle, we would be posting it on February 25th and usually it's the Tuesday of the 27th. Um or like around there. So yeah. <laughs> We would be missing out on really great episode, and by the time we, there really be no point in even trying to cover, yeah. any of the other stuff. Honestly, just because everybody would be, there be so much content ad nauseum about what was discussed. It'll be old news.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna delay it another week. So when you guys are hearing this, we won't do the normal two weeks for our next episode. We're actually gonna be doing three. And uh, we'll be capturing all the Pokemon Day news, hopefully. And yep. usually usually this time of year, you know, it's pretty slow the week or two leading up to that and the week or two after because it is such a big day. So, yeah, our our next episode, if it were two weeks out, it'd likely be a pretty boring one. And then, yeah, the good episode would be a little later than we would like. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we're going to try it out. And then we'll probably just stick on that schedule. Like, yeah.
1: Know, two weeks two weeks from then makes sense. It doesn't make any sense or you know, to re get back on the schedule would just make it from where it's bi weekly from that point out.
0: Yep. And then if we ever have to adjust for something else, which I mean, pretty much there's only two things that might be worth moving for, and that's Worlds um, and Pokemon Day. But Usually Worlds doesn't even have a whole lot of, you know, giant news um, aside from the location and whatnot. But, yeah, we'll just uh, jump right in, though. Everything has been going good. I think I mentioned that I was working on a uh, a movie server for all my movies and stuff. You were. Yeah, so I'm still working on that, working the old night shift. Um
1: How's the night shift going? It's the night shift.
0: It's, it's pretty good. I mean, I feel like I'm a night person. Um, It's just finding the right balance during the day and sleeping and all that. But so far, it's working out pretty good. Um, Have some downtime at night. I've actually thought about maybe picking up another little side hustle or something for my downtime. So if anyone out there is... Uh, you know making videos or anything and need some freelance work or uh oh what do they call it um you know basically part time work or ah, there's a term for it and i'm totally drawing a blank
1: <laughs>
0: like a like a commission type thing yeah you know i i definitely be interested in something like that maybe not a full job but if someone needs help here and there like That'd be cool. Something cool to do. So whether I try to find that in the YouTube space or somewhere else, like I kind of need something maybe to kill some time, but yep. Anything else that you've been up to?
1: Well, uh, there was the local comic con that they had around these parts and I helped out the guy that runs it and ended up getting, Crazy deals, and I kind of went a little bit above my budget because you know there's certain ones on my list that I just have to have iconic stories, the the original, you know, first print issues, and I got a lot of them uh, at this Comic Con, and I got them at a great price because you know some of them I bought from before, other ones they they recognize me and they're like, okay, we'll give you off a little bit, and like I didn't even initiate it, I was like. Okay, thank you. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, I mean, they're still doing pretty well. I mean, it, they're so they still have done well regardless, and end up being a really good deal in my favor. But they still made money, but just not the same amount of margins. Um, but no, I mean, I got the first print of the Killing Joke. I got all but the first issue of the Dark Knight Swamp Thing issue one. You know, so, some vinyl even got my first Bob Dylan album. I mean, I, it's a really really good time. It allows me just to kind of have these little periods where I can immerse and be a nerd a little bit. You know, it, 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 it's what makes the KC con so fun too. Yeah, You can be around your own kind. <laughs>
0: yeah. I've never went to that show, but I need to try to make it over there sometime. See what it's yeah, about. I don't,
1: I don't know if he's, I asked, you know, are you going to be coming in in like the fall? I was like, make sure you don't have it the same weekend as a Mizzou football game. And, he seemed uncertain, so I don't know if there's something that they do, it's going to be in in the future. Um, I'm not really sure, yeah. Yep,
0: uh, not much else happening though, aside from those no. things, I guess. Yeah, I a, mean, uh, there's a card show coming up, the old dugout card show, I think, here in a couple, no, of, uh, or maybe the first weekend of March.
1: Yeah, I always I'd like to go, but he has them on Saturdays only. And actually, if it's the first weekend of March, I can actually go.
0: Yeah, I think it is. So uh, they're usually pretty good time. They do have a lot of selection of sports, but not really Pokemon. But usually, there's a vendor here or there with a little bit of stuff. So
1: yeah, I mean, I would definitely be down if it's like March third, fourth. I actually asked off for those days um, to focus on some catching up with everything with photography before the eclipse, which I'm not taking photos of the totality now. I kind of did a quick math around it. I don't know if I said this in previous episode, but like I was, you know, we're going to Cape Gerardo, and I was going to photograph the eclipse. And at first I thought I could do it for like, you know, 600 bucks. Then I started looking, you know, further of what I needed would be more like a thousand to 1200 bucks. And I'm like, I don't know if this is worth that. Um, yeah. yeah right like I mean I won't want to do it and I looked in the future and I could basically do potentially two or three more in America in my lifetime four more if I'm willing to travel or if I survive to my 70s you know so uh, but anyways I was like you know what I should save all this for when I go out to Colorado where I can enjoy three different types of photography, astro photography, landscape photography and even do a little bit of wildlife photography I can bring all of that all the money I was going to spend on that, I can just do it for, um, God, I don't know. I get more bank for my buck. I, I was just kind of worrying as I was like, you know, watching more videos and they talked about potential, how bad if the weather, you know, becomes an issue. And I was like, you know what, it's paying all this money and I can't even take a photo of what I was trying to do. Yeah. Right. And I, I looked into the <laughs> weather and there's about a 40% chance of it being cloudy or rainy. I'm like, uh, that's uh, that's a little high for that's the risk aversion. It's, you know, when the pros or cons, I can still take a photo and I still am going to take photos, but I'm going to focus on the landscape mixed with the astrophotography rather than the totality of the eclipse itself. And it is what it is. But in the future, when there's another one I mean, in my fifties, I have $15,000 of equipment, I hope. So, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: For that one picture. It's pretty, pretty cool though. It's, just kind of crazy and like you said you know if uh yeah you put in all that work or do all that stuff with the purchase of all things and then like you still got to rely on the weather so Mm -hmm. yeah who knows what could happen
1: well if you've never seen an eclipse let me tell you it is an amazing experience it is a lifetime I can't even describe it it's like you it's one of the things you have to do in life
0: yeah I uh we saw it. We were on top of the parking garage here in town when we saw the last one.
1: Yeah, I was. I <clears throat> photographed that one crappily, but I have a cool photo of the diamond ring with the totality. But like, that was awesome. Yeah, you can imagine what people like ten thousand years ago thought. Like the god has forsaken us. They're like you know, what? like. <laughs> The sun god. <laughs> yeah. Ra. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Pretty wild stuff. I uh, I do wish, like, on the next one, we'd probably get down lower so it gets darker. Because the only problem with being up that high is that it doesn't get, like, super dark. But one thing you do see, like, you can look off in the distance and just see the miles-long shadow, like, on the horizon and, like, slowly work across the sky. Mm-hmm. And then when it's right over you, you look, like, both directions and it's, like, sunlight. Like, it looks like a sunset on both sides, and then, like, you're dark right and right Interesting. above you.
1: I, I just, I was at the park, and I don't know. It's just, I just remember, I was focusing so much on the camera equipment, I shouldn't have done it. I probably enjoyed half of it, whereas what I plan on doing, I actually, all the, some, of the, some of the money I was going to put towards the camera stuff, I just invested it in a bomb-ass monopod, which I can use for all purposes, for both shooting that I make money on in everyday life. And then also in Colorado, and then also for this eclipse, I'm basically just going to have the mob pod set up, and then just have it all, you know, automated. Just boom, 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 boom. The moment the eclipse first hits, and just enjoy it.
0: Yep, Better take it all in. It's going to be wild for the mm. next one.
1: So. Yeah, well, it's going to be technically 2045 because 2044, you got to go all the way up to like Montana if you want to see it.
0: Yep. Yeah, I remember looking ahead and like. Yeah, it's just it's gonna be a while, so mm-hmm. we'll probably be down that way. My folks are between here and Cape Girardeau area, but we'll be somewhere in there. But
1: I mean, they're forcing you to rent for four nights. This... <laughs> <laughs> All the hotels are doing that. Cape, Cape Girardo's like, oh my god, we're getting tourism. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, build that shit. <laughs>
0: thankfully, my parents are like probably 20 minutes from totality so yeah I mean, they're, well. they're yeah, right just there. Stay
1: there yeah to stay there and then just go forth you know
0: but jumping into podcast topics that people might care about
1: <laughs> yeah we, we know nobody cares about us we already know <laughs>
0: yeah. meta zoo has failed i yeah. guess that is the main topic um you know, don't want to cover as much as we normally would because everyone no. who's listening to this has probably known and has seen tons yeah. of videos. But old news. Yeah, when we uh, when we saw that headline, what was the first thing that ran through your through your head? There.
1: Wow! Already. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know the truth, I I knew they were struggling, but I I wasn't paying. And depth attention to it i was thinking it was still doing okay but you know i could see the social media interactions on like multiple platforms were incredibly low like that doesn't look good um and we obviously saw what it was like between 2022 and 2023 with various vendors we saw a decent amount in 2022 we even saw some of the artists there by 2023 we didn't see hardly anything so
0: yeah yeah. it it kind of surprised me, like we have always said. Like, we don't really see how it can continue. But I didn't think it would crash and burn like this. Um, just out of the blue, you know, the main guy from MetaZoo. forget what his name is, Matt, maybe. But
1: Something here I actually had it up and about,
0: but yeah. Yeah, I don't really care enough to keep up with it. But yeah, they I basically like posted... On not even their socials, but on their Discord. So just the the diehard fans who were on the Discord basically got this. But long story short, he said MetaZoo as a company or as a thing entirely ceases to exist. He wanted to take this opportunity to thank everyone for the four-year run. Unfortunately, that era has passed and faced with logistical and product gridlocks. MetaZoo can no longer exist in the current economic and collectibles markets. It's my hope that MetaZoo can continue as an IP at some point in the future under new ownership. So that's the key there. As of today, it's dead. But there's a little lifeline in there that hints like maybe something's in the works. And not only that, but the socials have came back up. Like, there just seems to be some sketchy stuff going on, even if it is for sure dead and never coming back. You know, people like Rudy, who are, you know, very heavily in MetaZoo as partners, you know, they had no communication. And he said it was probably about a few months ago before this that someone from the team actually reached out and was asking about a essentially what was a down payment for their next future sets at a certain rate. And so if that stuff was going on, like, so close to this happening, like, what what is that situation? Like, it just seems really shady, especially when you have other people like All Collectibles Dan, who's been very transparent since last summer about not participating in any other MetaZoo sets until he gets the ones he ordered, because we're still waiting on some Valentine's Day stuff apparently from last year. So it just seems like everything just ran to a halt. They wanted to do this Hello Kitty crossover set, but you know, it's it's just it's just a total mess. Like there's no communication and then all this stuff is happening.
1: I think they expanded too quickly. Was mm-hmm. their biggest downfall, and I think we kind of thought that might have been happening but then it just it just kind of blew up right around well we're, well, in the circles that we were in there it was kind of this like comet just barreling through and just all of a sudden everybody was talking about it everybody had to have it and I was like okay this has gotten a lot of attention but It seems like a bubble sort of scenario because everybody's talking about investing first edition, all the social media people were, were in on it with influencing it and having people buy it, get into it. And at first it was kind of strong, but it seemed like the organic interest wasn't necessarily always there. And it was really, really closely tied to the value of the cards and the speculation. And I just wonder how much of it was because they expanded too fast. And how much of it was from potential like corruption in the inner circle of this business.
0: Yeah. There just seems to be a lot of a sketchiness to it. Even if it's not sketchy, I mean, lack of communication and a bunch of things messed up, but yeah, I can see that they really expanded, you know, in a hype zone, they were really printing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Hello Kitty expansion, yeah, I get it's like the number two or number three media franchise in the world, but I really don't think it's that popular here in the U.S. If it is, I'm not seeing it. You don't really hear it talked about. That is really backed by the Asian market. Um, So being mostly hype and craze-driven, based in the U S and U S stores for them to go collab into something like that. I mean, maybe not the best choice there.
1: They were trying to front this image of a big time player and they'd never had it. Yeah. I think they were in over their head when they tried to expand on a national level. I just wondering if them partnering with other places, trying to go to big box stores all at once, on a national level was them kind of trying to be a big fish you know and i think it bit them in the ass and that was the beginning of the end when the interests financially wasn't there to to match those ambitions and i think that's kind of what you see now is the fallout of that it was just it was only a a, to, a, a time game at that point
0: yeah Yeah, I don't know. I was just never into it. The people I've heard who were into it, like, that enjoyed opening it. It's because they were mostly opening something new. And, you know, it was like opening Pokemon back in the day. You didn't know what all the Pokemon were, and it was weird. And they kind of went for, like, a Ken Sugimori-style artwork with the, uh, you know, faded colors on a lot of things. But, yeah, just buying into the hype and you know i share the same opinion as many people and believing like that the gameplay is like the deciding factor that keeps a game alive um and when you think about this i mean the people who are collectors at heart you know they want the big cards they don't really care i mean just look at us look at like veteran pokemon collectors Majority of us don't care about, like, sets. We care about big cards, go for specific cards. And then people who are outside of the hobby and wanting to invest in the hobby, they only care about the oldest and rarest stuff for the most part. You know, like, we're kind of first chapter, or base set booster boxes, or MetaZoo Kickstarter. What, like, the majority, like, what does that leave... The majority other players wanting like who wants the cards in between who wants the sets who wants like the next set coming out you know what what is the person thinking or doing to want the next set coming out and a lot of times it's based off the gameplay because even in the stores you know sets go out of rotation. New mechanics come into play. People get excited about the new mechanics. The cards that they have go out of rotation, so they got to buy the new ones. As little as people know about that scene, like if you're a collector in any of these things, you might not realize just how big of an impact the gameplay is. But that is the heartbeat of all these things that succeed. You know, that's what keeps magic going. We see magic collabing with all these people now. Um, Because they've been struggling the last few years. Pokemon hasn't really been struggling too much, and they have such a strong collector base. Like, they're kind of the outliers, whereas, like, gameplay might not matter that much, but I mean, they still do. And uh, yeah, Metazoo to me never really had that absolutely strong gameplay base. I think looking at Lorcana, that's why it's really important that. They're over everything else. Are focused on gameplay and the league play, because I think they understand that, and I think that's a a very positive thing for Lurkana, you know, for them to focus on.
1: I will say that I mentioned did I mention the last time with the KC con? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. Um, I don't know if I talked to you or not, but I couldn't help but talk to some, a vendor there that was selling Lurkana. There was only one. There really wasn't a big focus on Pokemon cards. It was kind of a miscellaneous, there were some people with Pokemon cards, but comics was a big portion of it. Um, anyways, the one vendor that had the biggest one there that had Pokemon also had Lorcana. And now I don't know how much they sold. I see guys selling Lorcana pretty well, and the girl that I first talked to was she was like, mm. she didn't really wasn't really clear about it, you know, I didn't know if she wanted to really mention anything. I don't think she was the one of the charge there, and then. The guy that was next to her kind of had a, a little sly smile, and like, you know, kind of like a half cocked one. Like, mm, like, kind of seems like probably not selling very well. And it didn't look like the booster box. It was first chapter. It didn't, it had the Elsa on top with the packs. And it was, you know, it looked like it was about the same place. It looked like the next day it was the same at yeah. the end of the day. Like, and they were $6 a pack, so not terrible for what, you know, what the first chapter packs are going for. Um, You know, I I think there is a lot of interest there. I also think there's a lot of speculation going on. And I do think right now Lorcana is suited better than any other TCG that started up. But that tells me that, yes, there's a lot of organic interest, especially with the Disney collector base. But it isn't as strong as some of the people within the like especially within the discord i couldn't help but notice they seem to be all for it which is you know so so are we but they see it like you know they're completely no 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 it's not that isn't happening you know they will 100% succeed there is no chance of them failing blah 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 and i believe that disney will succeed with this but And yes, it was anecdotal, and I even admit that anecdotal, one situation, Pokemon wasn't the main draw at this place. I get it. But you can't help but have to wonder, you know, sometimes if you are in your own bubble, you can't see beyond that bubble.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Lorcana's groups are pretty good at that. Um, I usually stay away from majority of groups, even like Pokemon groups, just because that reason. Um... I'll just kindly venture through there, do a little weekend stroll, but yeah, Yeah, won't really stick around.
1: Some of those folks, some of those active people, every time I'm in there, there's somebody talking. Sometimes I'll I'll peek my my, I'll peek in there not to say anything, and it's still the same people talking. Like some of these people must be on this damn Discord app for like. Six hours a day or some shit like how the hell are you able to communicate on one subject for that many hours in a day every day? (laughs) You know, like I mean, it's if you don't identify that you're in a bubble Then you kind of you're not looking at things objectively and I think that's that's important when talking about a lot of money especially when you're referring to the d23 cards like there are some cards including the, the Elsa I sold that some people FOMO there. I mean, they clearly had the money. He, he, he didn't care. So whatever, but like, I don't think it's a, it's a big deal if you can afford just really nilly $7,000, $8,000 with sales tax on the card money clearly isn't a big issue for you. And I mean, I, I mean, I think that's great, but for other people it is. And I think going back to Metazoo I think that was what they were trying to build up. And to me, it looked all superficial. And then I, we we had a, we had a friend here that had a, a first edition one of the MetaZoo, and it was like twelve hundred. I'm like, dude, sell it right now, sell it right now,
0: get rid of it.
1: I don't know what he. I can't remember what he paid for.
0: Throw it went into one. the fire.
1: It was yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't that much, but it wasn't anywhere near a thousand. I was like, dude, this this is a bubble. Like, I do not see it. It won't meet, reach the hypes anytime soon. Sell it and take the money now. And I don't know if he, I assume he sold it at some point.
0: Well, the thing is, like, it was going good. I mean, the only reason we were, or maybe I was kind of dogging on it, it's not that it was a bad deal. Like, of course, there was obviously just better options than MetaZoo. So I, even if I had the excess money, I probably still want to get into it. I'd just rather buy more Pokemon because it's been tested and all that. But the main reason for me, it's like it did so well, like I don't know how much higher it could go because of the explosion that it already had. Um, It's kind of a lot of like a lot of things today, you know, before you could, you know, it's nice buying screen promos for 20 bucks a piece when they come out because they look cool. And then they, you know, five years down the road, they're. You know, thousands of percents more than that. But it's not as exciting like the Van Gogh Pikachu, for example, when all that is already factored in. You know, Pokemon releases nowadays, they just get so overinflated like the instant they hit the market. And that's not how it used to be. Like we saw it a little bit with set cards because they were playable. But with promos that weren't playable, they would just straight up come out and then they would sit at their price point for a long time and slowly go up maybe. But nowadays it's all factored in. It's so much harder to, quote unquote, invest in something because, you know, it's all factored in. All price histories that have ever happened, including Pokemon's hype, is factored in to every product now. So Well, and I think... Crazy.
1: The best thing to do, at least this is my opinion right now, the best – if you – yes, you can try to flip even in this market and make money. And I think you can do that within with under $1,000, and it will take a little bit of time to build up. But I think – I mean this may be just me personally, and I'm kind of projecting here. But I think it's best to kind of look at the next three to five years and buy things based – Partially on, if you're trying to make money, but th- invest quote unquote invest in things that you that could have a little bit of a surge or you know a, a larger than your average increase over the next three to five years, especially with this 30th anniversary coming, and I think you can make plays by that and be pretty solidly making a profit. Or you can try to, you know, nickel and dime it all the way at the top. Now the reason, the difference is, the former might take more money to get to the point you need to be. So basically, a larger starting point with the capital that you need. Mm. Um, now, you know, that's just me. Like, in, in, for example, the situation I'm looking at is getting a first edition Charizard rather than trying to spend several thousand dollars flipping. Because I think in a couple of years, it's going to go up pretty significantly. Uh, I'm not saying what it did in 2016 or 2020, but I think enough to make quite a bit of a profit. Um, and I think that is a not a bad idea, but it's also a safer play. Whereas if you try to, going back to MetaZoo and even the Van Gogh Pikachu, you're kind of FOMOing hoping to make money. I don't like the idea of put, trying to make money with basically what is equivalent to gandal, gambling on a hope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, That's too much risk right there for me. Um, I'm looking at things that are more of a safer thing. And I obviously have my eye on certain plays. There were several plays last year, right? There was multiple plays you could have done. One of them being the World Tournament promo that they had. Yeah.
0: And even the the Van Gogh Pikachu promo, despite all that craziness, I mean,
1: it's a was like super
0: 30. it's a super easy card to grade. I think there's mm-hmm. more 10s than there are 9s.
1: Well, um, the thing is, for me, that was risky, because when was Pokemon going to drop the ball? It's only been three months, right? And yeah. then yeah, or three or four months. I mean, people have been making crazy money since then, but to me, it was just too risky. Like all it takes is Pokemon announcing we're going to drop 100,000, just like what they did. We're going to basically drop 100,000 more into the market, and it would be like, and then if you have your cards in grading, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what I didn't want and that's why i never dropped in it but if you were able to be like one of those people in amsterdam that were able to buy a bunch right then and there or you were able to somehow secure your uh, a decent amount at a decent at a decent cost per early on like really early on it probably would have been okay but then pokemon announced you know, I know there's just too much risk there for me yeah
0: yeah it's it's wild um With that, I guess we can kind of talk about the other news we had with the Van Gogh Pikachu. Because like you said, you know, even early on, Pokemon released a statement that they were going to have more promos. And sure enough, last week they announced that all... Pretty much they... I don't want to say all, but they said chain stores over in the Netherlands will get additional copies. And that's kind of all we knew. Um But then they released like another statement that said there's about a thousand eligible chain stores in the Netherlands that are eligible to distribute this promo card. So does that mean that all of those are going to get some Are those just going to have to do like a lottery system to see who gets some. But uh, anyways, another thing they mentioned said smaller stores will receive either 25 or 50 copies Inner Toys and Media Market, which are the largest chains, will will receive 100 to 250 copies. And both chains have 260 stores combined. So even if you just do the two big companies there, that alone is 26,000 more copies pretty much confirmed. That's if you just include the two biggest chains and all their stores and the minimum 100 copies. So some of those are getting 250 copies. Plus that's not even counting the small stores. Mm -hmm. So even if you, you know, pretty simple math here, if you take 1000 chain stores and times that by the absolute lowest quantity, 25, which that still comes out to be 25,000. So
1: which is a lot you're already at that point you're already at that point in uh, over stamp box promo <clears throat> quantity they had like 80,000 i think but like 20 with all the other stuff that they've done i mean at that point i think it's pretty solidly approaching six figures if not already so you already have right there the the max you're going to have within that for that specific card and that's just at, at a conservative estimate and we're probably still going to get more
0: Yeah, and that estimate that I just did, that's not even conservative. That's like pretty much the bare bottom. So, yeah, even if you count those two biggest stores and none of the small ones and only getting 100 copies, or if you do the opposite and just count small stores receiving the bare minimum 25 copies, either way, that's twenty-five to 26,000 copies. But, I mean, if you just do the max number of those or just even in the middle, I mean, you're pretty safely approaching 100,000 copies, potentially all the way up to 250,000 copies. Yeah, I
1: was about to say a quarter of a million, potentially. Which, at that point, we're entering, like, special delivery Charizard territory.
0: Yeah, so prices have, quote-unquote, plummeted, according to this article. But, I mean, that...
1: They really haven't yet.
0: Yeah, it's going to be much more. And uh, it is showing that... Pretty much in the Euro, it has dropped about 50%. Um, TCG player market is not that much. It's dropped probably 20%. But, yeah, I mean, we're talking about numbers going from 150 down to 125. And then then the Euro's going from basically 100 down to 40. So, I don't know why the jump's a little different there but yeah it's a uh, it's pretty crazy it's uh, gonna be wild and you should be able to pick one up pretty cheap i might actually pick one up for a uh, a raw car card binder so
1: i'll definitely yeah. get one at this point the store you have to have it
0: yeah so
1: but again just wait till it gets down to 40 bucks or shit I'll wait wait till the 10 gets down to 100.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing with me. Like, now I, you know, I originally didn't want the graded copy, but now if it gets so cheap, it's like, well, do I just go ahead and pick one up? You might as
1: well. I mean, you might as well. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, if it's 40, 50 bucks for all, and you've already discussed how easy it is to grade a 10, I mean, if it's like 100 bucks shipped, I mean, I'm just going for the PSA 10. I mean, it's... I think once we start seeing this, we might have to wait till late summer to see that, or midsummer. but, yeah, I'm totally down for that. This is a card that I would love to have.
0: Yep. So, yep, pretty interesting, and that is a lot of copies, so, yeah. Apparently, uh, some stores are upping their security, whatever that means. Um <laughs>
1: You're not going to steal this from our room or from our, from our break room or our evidence or our, uh, our storage room like those folks did in the Van Gogh museum.
0: Yeah. Places like game mania um, will require a membership card before handing out the promo, which means that customers will not be able to get a second promo at a different store unless they have like a different, another membership, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's pretty, pretty crazy. Hobby stores over there were supposed to receive 100 copies, but TPCI lowered the amount to 10 after the incidents of the pre scalping that we talked about. So, oh, so
1: yeah, they if they sold pre sold like 50. <laughs> oh, suddenly you got to refund money.
0: Yeah, so yeah, they they cut it down to 10. So, yeah, I wonder if that's the case. They like, okay, we'll send us 90 of them back. And then people are like, uh, <laughs> so I wonder if that's the case. And then maybe they'll, that's a little tricky way to find out, you know, who exactly sold, you know, that's kind of clever if they shipped out a hundred and said, oh, since it's, it's not the release date yet, we're only going to distribute 10 of those. I don't so, think you can do that. If so they already so go, more. so go ahead and send 90 back and we'll reimburse yeah. you
1: i don't know if i don't know if they can do that though if you've already paid for it and it was about it and it was considered a throw in i just don't know where the basis is yeah that would That's be that saying. would be
0: hilarious and something that i would yeah. do if i were in that position i be like oh. i
1: i just don't know how you could expect them to say yeah to that when it was it wasn't one you probably they've already probably well i don't know if they have paid for it. sometimes there's like a i don't know pokemon but, but sometimes it's like some some vendors you gotta pay right away other vendors you can wait upwards of like six months to pay back yeah so it just it just kind of depends on like what their timetable is for when they have to pay back the stuff i guess but
0: yep be a weird situation there Mm -hmm. but uh yep pretty wild there some other pokey beach news um we have a lot of battle decks and stuff. A lot of articles about decks and the play style of TCGs. Um, yeah, so a lot of like little intricate stuff there. There is a Pokemon Day 2024 promo that's going to be given out. Um, they will be at Toys R Us stores in Canada. <laughs> so this is a it's a. Curulege. It's like the, you know, Scarlet and Violet pseudo legendaries. The sword guy, um, the violet looking sword guy, is going to have a little stamp on there 2024 Pokemon Day. Um, So, pretty cool. If you spend $15 or more, you get the promo. It's not going to be anything crazy, but again, I hate where they put the stamp. I hate that stamp placement on these special stamps. Like, why not put it? down in one of the corners off the artwork or something. Just really really irks me. But this is one of the first Pokemon Day products that we know about. There's gonna be plenty more to come. Um other than that though, I think that's pretty much it for the Pokebeach stuff. There was a lot of uh collabs yeah, going a really... on.
1: Yeah, I mean there's the um 100 Thieves collab which isn't on here but there's it's more of a gameplay focus you know as the tourneys are starting to heat up so not really surprising there
0: yeah I was surprised with the 100 Thieves collab um, pretty popular in the online space and looks like they're going to do a lot of clothing lines which overall look pretty good you can see this on 100 Thieves website it drops on the 10th so by the time you're listening to this um yeah, it's already released. I imagine they'll go quick just because you know, not just Pokemon, but 100 Thieves has a pretty loyal following. Um but you know, we've talked about this before. This was exciting for me, but it never really got me. Like it looking at the stuff, nothing really impresses me. We fall into that trap again of unofficial official licensing to where like someone like a hundred thieves like gets the official license but it's not a fully fledged like okay we can just totally create what we want with this (laughs) it's like a lot of the cheap binders that we've talked about before
1: and if you look at the art you can't help but think that's exactly what's going on Like, the the Pikachu wave... like First off, the sports it's kind of cool. I can't really see a close-up. But no, that that Pikachu waving with one ear down, one arm down, kind of angled a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I feel like we almost all know what image we're talking about. Gengar running up the middle. Um, Venusaur face-on. Blastoise face-on, kind of reminiscent of the you know fireleaf era or um, even Hansi era to an extent it just feels like they've been using comparable images now outside of, of like small changes here for a long time and that's all it is and then you know these things these shirts are going to be like 40 bucks the hoodies are going to be 80 that 100 Thieves sports check is probably 200 these uh this fleece is probably 100 you know it's like a ridiculous price for mediocre art Although that that feast that's all black is kind of neat, I'll
0: say. Yeah, it's like it's got some sitting Pikachu's on it that look yeah. kind of unique. Um, yeah, they're just more unique than the others, but.
1: Yeah, it's it's more. I think it's very. I like the type of style. I'll say, not necessarily the art is the style that that makes it together, and then there's the Pokemon accents that are on it that can just kind of add to it a little bit. But if you look, even like, so this, this vest that they have, like, if you look at the vest, it looks like the patch and artwork is just thrown on. Yeah. Isn't that, or like, I don't know, it looks, it looks cheap. Yeah, Not that's what I, I was... Saying the clothes look cheap, I'm saying this, the, how they went about it looks cheap.
0: That's kind of what I was getting at too. It's like, you know, yeah, they got the official license, but it's like, okay, we that basically means we can put these patches on our clothes. So I don't know if it's like just them cutting corners or if they're only limited to like this certain amount or this official artwork, but it's always that cookie cutter basic looking style and they can't even really design around it. It's literally like like you said, they just kind of paste it in place or paste it on their merch. Um, It's what you see a lot of times with like the cheap binders and all those type of products. But yeah, it's... I don't know some of the stuff is cool like you said that that black kind of fleecy looking one Um, it's pretty cool semi unique and good design the Charmander shirt because even though it's kind of stock imagey he's like laying down and taking a nap so it's a little more unique than the other ones Um, so yeah I'm sure it'll do well and uh, it's cool to see them collab with even more people Um,
1: there's been quite a few now
0: yeah I feel like I feel like this happens when a company partners with Pokemon if that makes sense versus when Pokemon partners with a company. Like I feel like those are two different things. Like I'm sure someone from Hundred Thieves was trying to like get with Pokemon and then they just said like yeah, okay, here's the license. But when when it's a little more meaningful And it feels like it comes from Pokemon instead of these other companies. Like that's when you get something special, like the Van Gogh promo. Like you can feel like Pokemon really collaborated with that museum. And just like the Scream promo and just like the Mario and Luigi special boxes, you know, they take it upon themselves to collab and build an entirely special product for that with unique artwork. Which where isn't
1: too much different from their games.
0: Yeah, and then you have something like Hundred Thieves, where like they, you know, they kind of do the same thing, but they kind of, they kind of let Hundred Thieves do whatever they want and kind of limit the art style. So I don't know. It kind of feels like two different things for sure. So yeah, could could be much more. Like, where's all these crazy artists? Like, why can't they use some of their original artwork or like just make up totally new artwork for it. But do well, not even. Know.
1: I was curious even the Santa Cruz the background the background was unique but then the art is kind of the generic. I was curious. I, was, I couldn't remember what those look like.
0: Yeah. Yeah I can't remember either but they were cool in design, though. Like they took the stock images and like really built the design around them, rather than just kind of. Which is yeah, that's stuff. pretty
1: much. Mm-hmm, which is what I was pretty much saying with the Bul- Bulbasaur line I'm looking at on eBay, with a uh, Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, and Venusaur. It, it, it's very reminiscent of the early days to me, but then they add all these other elements that make it look stylish.
0: Hmm. Yep. They they got a lot more uh, things they could do, but uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, I mean that was a cool. That was a different promotion. I'll say that that was unique.
0: Hmm. One other thing I wanted to talk about, which is kind of. Weird, but not really Pokemon related, but just shows you what the possibilities could be. I don't know if you saw, but the Walt Disney Company invested $1.5 billion to acquire an equity stake of Epic Games alongside the multi year project deal they have. So, Epic Games, you know, is the studio behind Fortnite. And a lot of Unreal Engine stuff, um, which Disney already uses to make some of their movies in. And this just broadens that relationship. You know, we've seen a lot of Fortnite crossovers with Marvel and some Disney stuff in the past. This is like taking it another step. A lot of people really got excited with like Lego Fortnite and just the scale. Like they essentially made an entirely new Lego game. Inside of Fortnite's engine. So Fortnite I think in the future. Is kind of becoming this hub. Of an engine for gaming. And Disney realizes that. And. They. This is like their words. Let me find the quote. But yeah. It will bring together Disney's beloved brands. And franchises. With the hugely popular Fortnite. In a transformational New way, bringing new games, and an entertainment universe. So essentially, Disney is creating kind of like their Marvel Cinematic Universe, but like their own universe across all their IPs within Epic Games on Fortnite. What that means, I mean, yeah, the possibilities are endless. Maybe you could hop into Fortnite, And join up with friends and go to the ESPN Center and watch, you know, a basketball game with your friends in Fortnite. Um, They've done that a lot with musical performances and these world events. So, yeah, the possibilities are endless. I kind of think of it like the multiverse, but kind of the Disney Fortnite-verse. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, and, you know, I don't know if it was Bob Iger, somebody high up in Disney, they mentioned not just a couple months ago how they want to start really getting a better footing in the gaming industry. And I wonder if this was one of the things that was obviously on the table. I assume it was. Um, you know, $1.5 billion—is is it something Disney just throws at it that's planned. So that's something that I'm sure was already being looked at when he was mentioning it that so i imagine there's gonna be even more to come
0: yeah i know you like haven't played it all that much or anything but
1: i've never played it (laughs) yeah
0: i i did dabble in it a little bit and i did play the lego fortnite and it's it's hard to even explain to someone who hasn't seen it just how amazing it is I think in total, I've played two nights, maybe one hour each night, maybe two hours. And then I never played it again. So it it's not for me, but it still just blows you away where we're at. Because a lot of people think of Fortnite as just a game. But it's, it's becoming much more than that very, very quickly. It's kind of like Halo 3 was back in the day with custom games. Like you were playing Halo but you might be playing these custom games that people could like change the settings on or do whatever. It's kind of like that, except the custom games are now their own standalone triple a competitive titles, like quality, like it is just insane. So what Disney can do with that in that universe? I mean, yeah, they could literally develop games inside Fortnite. Um, yeah they I mean the literally the possibilities are endless. You can load up Disney's section of Fortnite and just be dropped into an equally large game like just like Fortnite, just mirrored in Disney. So it's just insane how it's all set up. I mean all the custom games on there. they've released this program where you can like develop games within Fortnite using their engine and like share them with people people have made some like just really insane things. Um, one of the more fun ones I played, they they basically made a game set up like Squid Game where you like did these series of games and then like the slowest people or the people who in last got eliminated. Um, I don't know. It's just hard to explain. If you If you guys haven't seen what Fortnite's been doing in the last two to four years, I mean, go look. This is... Potentially the future of gaming, honestly. It's just kind of wild. I've been hearing stories this week of Microsoft maybe opening up their AAA exclusive titles like Halo and stuff like that and Gears of War. They might be opening those up to other companies. So we might have Gears of War on PlayStation here soon. So I think that's coming with a lot of industry struggle. A lot of people are on the PC side of things now. And uh, yeah, this is uh, pretty big for the future, in my opinion. Just wanted to cover that because, once again, why not Pokemon? (laughs) Why can't we have something like this? Or why can't a company as big as Disney, a.k.a. Pokemon, do this level of stuff? 100 Thieves is cool, you know bear walker is cool let's let's go all out like come on
1: i'd rather i'd rather than make his the pokemon mainline games are one of the few games i do still play and i usually don't always finish it but i I put it in a good like you know amount of hours for i'm like yeah okay i'm done and i would love to see them actually try for a mainline pokemon game or an ancillary pokemon game like if they announce a legends kanto or something like that this upcoming pokemon connect i would flip out dude i'd I'd be all in for it you know um i actually played that game is the most i've played in a game in the last 15 years that that wasn't a game i've already played um So, like, I, I would go back. I I still go back every few years and play, like, the Hatchet and Clank games. I'll go play the Mario games. I play classics and games that I grew up with. I don't really dabble in anything else because I don't care. Um, and sometimes I'll play games that I always wanted to play, like, on the up back, I guess. PS3 is almost now considered classic, I guess. PS3, PS4, there's games I'd want to play on there that I, I'd play. But, like, I don't play any of the, the new games. I, I just don't care enough.
0: Yeah. I downloaded a bunch of emulators and so I can I can play, like of course I went back and downloaded all the essentials. I can play the Ratchet and Clank games with the controller on my PC now and all the graphics are like updated and the game engine's like really smooth and it, it's awesome. So I might, yeah, go back and play those.
1: Well, I want it's- to play the newest game. I beat every single one. But uh, the first one I'll tell you right now, it is if you've played the ones after it, which I know you have but if you have then the first one's kind of rough <laughs> the, yeah. the, I mean the the story is still pretty solid don't get me wrong but like the play style is very rough they built on it so well but by the third installment that it's a little difficult to go back and play yeah if you're playing it for the story you're not playing it for the gameplay because the gameplay becomes better in future installments
0: Yeah, I remember, I remember one, the game was pretty short, but yeah, the gameplay was pretty bare bones. Like you were just limited on the few cool weapons, but yeah. It was
1: great when it came out.
0: Yeah, and two and three, they really went all out.
1: Yeah, and they really built on the world. They built on what you can do. One thing they always did amazing was how you can, you could play the game 10 times. I think, like, whenever I first got the game, I would beat it four times or so before I, like, officially stopped. Yeah. That's how much I played it. And I, so I would get to about... There was one of them I got 100%. Most of them I'd end up getting to, like, 99 or 98. And I'd just like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to move on to the next thing.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of a completionist, so I... Yeah, I completed all those two. I was out in the desert and in the sewers collecting all those bolts.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, bolts. What I love, I think it was the third one where you had the aritanium, where you're like out in the um, snow.
0: Yeah, I think I remember I've, that.
1: I, I love that one. I don't know which one that was. I think it was the third one. And God, I love that that uh, planet so much. <laughs> I dude, I have nostalgia. Like I. And I'll tell you right now. So I I played the second one. Uh, so the second and third one actually co- corresponded with, uh, I played that, you know, learning after, like, the deaths of both of, like, my grandpa's, you know, and two out of, like, four years or three years it was. So, like, for me, it was, like, an escape. And, you know, those games I just fell in love with so much. Still love, Deadlock still has a very special place in my heart. It doesn't get talked about a lot, I feel like. As like the best and Clank games, but that two hundred and fifty round mayhem in the battle arena was insane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had to beat the game before you could even beat it. I feel like because you had to have all. You had to have the depth. It mm-hmm. was like having everything maxed out for the depth and having like the best armor because you were you were out of like nearly every single weapon by 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 the end of it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember doing that. I'm gonna have to go back and play those on the emulator.
1: Might have to ask you about the emulators because uh, it might be easier. Well, I don't know. Probably easier just to play the games. I have, I have the PS3 and I have the, the Greatest Hits version of it. So where they where they upgraded it, the graphics.
0: Yeah, these are really smooth. If you have a like an Xbox One controller or maybe your PlayStation controller would work. If you had a controller that could connect to your PC. It's, like, Mm -hmm. really easy to download and set up so I I can show you.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, with that, though, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about as far as the news going on. Um, But, yeah, you know, I feel like with news like this and Pow World, you know, once again, as we talked about last week, I just think Pokemon's going to have to step it up. I think they got a lot of hate. Scarlet yep. and Violet, obviously, and
1: yep. And so, I, I, want, I hope we were talking about this. I think on the last episode. I hope this lights a fire under their ass and realize they can't just coast anymore. Yeah, they've been coasting on their laurels essentially now for decades. Well, at least ten years, I guess, since Black and White. But <laughs> a while, okay? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, something needs to give, and I think they're feeling it now. Um and so yeah, got well, some time
1: before the next generation. They got plenty of time to to go back to the drawing board. They got what two years, right?
0: Yeah, probably. I guess we'll see here in a couple weeks.
1: They, they can stretch it to well. No way they have it by twenty twenty five. No way.
0: Well, though, we'll have a we'll have a pretty big game announced in a couple of weeks. I think, but it won't be the next gen because I no I, this I, is I, well, the, I definitely
1: won't. But it, they're usually on a three-year cycle, right? Is that usually what it is, approximately?
0: Yeah, three or four. So they every time twenty-two.
1: So yeah, so they might they might stretch it to line it up with uh, the thirtieth anniversary. Yeah. I could see that. I-, I could see that. I could also see them coming out with two games in the same year. I could see them coming out with a game in spring and then a game in the fourth quarter. So like a game like in March, or something.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Usually with like I I don't know this I haven't looked it up but I feel like what the smart way to do now is you know they had a main game and then they have the DLCs over the next year. So that every time there's a new gen like an entire new gen that pretty much takes care of two years. So usually what we would see now with companies like this is like maybe this year announce like a Semi middle of the ground game that comes out mm-hmm. relatively soon, and then next year release like a big game that's like in between games, kind of like Legends Arceus was.
1: I could see them going that route, and then like but, the next
0: year after that, doing like you know the next main series game. But
1: well, it makes sense to have Gen Ten for the 30th anniversary, right? If they line, if they wanted to line it up.
0: Yeah, or they could do it before and then do something special.
1: Well, they could do something either celebrating all all eras, i.e., giving us a game with all maps. Come on now, come on, Pokemon. Oh, you would? I would? I would play the shit out of that, dude. <laughs> even like, if the
0: graphics were like just the same, mid, like just I wouldn't even care. Connect me, them all. Give
1: me N64 graphics if it means I get all ten. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: all t- all ten gens at that point. Like, I would be. It won't phase me, okay? <laughs> uh, well, it might just a little bit with, with all those blocks. But, you know, you understand the point I'm trying to make. And I, I think, I'm hoping that's what Power World does. I'm not expecting you to be able to shoot things up in Pokemon, okay? I want to be the best that it could be in Pokemon. And for the love of God, get some damn voice actors, okay? Mm-hmm. All right? <laughs> like, that's... That, to me, I understand they're trying They're trying to have an element that goes back to the original games. I get that, but it's time to move on, okay?
0: Yeah. Or at least give us something else in addition to... Yeah. yeah so... Or at
1: least... or It's okay if you have, like, your normal... Like, if you're normally... Like, you run into a person. It's okay if you're talking like that, okay? But if you have... Like, when you have your cutscenes... Have it be voice actors. Mm -hmm. I do not like that they don't have voice actors still.
0: Yep. They need to step it up so much like it's just a broken record. I mean, it's unreal. Which, you know, even given the hype of 2020, it takes a long time to get the ball rolling. Like, full development of a game, at minimum, is two, three years. Yeah. So... That means, like, even if they saw the 2020 hype and adjusted immediately, like, we're still haven't seen the, you know, products of that. So maybe this year, next year, we'll see, like, a giant step up.
1: Well, if they would have seen this, they have time for the 30th anniversary to make an epic game. They can sacrifice getting it out in time by having to where the graphics aren't as good. I, I don't give a rat's ass about that. If it's if they switch graphics, but you get all of, like, you get the open world with, like, ten maps that you can fly to, and you can, like, do all the badges or something with it, dude. I mean, tell me what it... That, I mean, if, that, if that's done right, that's in the running for the Game of the Year. Now, I don't follow Game of the Year very much, but I have a lot of friends that play games. You, I got a few others, and I, I hear all about, like, Baldur's Gate, you know, the new, uh, the new Zelda... You know, I, I hear all about those games, but I don't necessarily play. So I understand, like, the awards have gotten bigger, all that. It's becoming it's very grandiose thing. And I think Pokemon would be in the running for a game like that if they finally did that for their fans.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would surely like the resources are there. I mean, I know they've been putting in a lot of resources for their tcg to get caught up in all that but you know i feel like we're here now
1: financially is shouldn't be the issue it's just they have no desire yeah it's it's been the thing they've had no desire to do it it's financially it's never been an issue it just feels like after i guess it was 2016 technically after that i think i feel like that was when like that like sword and shield like they just decided to coast And we're still seeing the effects of that.
0: Yeah.
1: Scarlet and Violet wasn't bad, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed playing it. It just wasn't anything special.
0: Yeah. And And the fact that
1: you couldn't couldn't even get the full decks.
0: And, you know, to their semi-defense that I don't want to be held to at all (laughs) for, you know, there has been quote-unquote big improvements game to game. But, like, their like big improvements to them is just on a totally different scale to where other games are. You know, Pokemon has always been that, you know, top down for like the longest time. So even if you go back to black and white, when they really started or the end of black and white, when they started to break out from that with X and Y, you know, The standard up to that point, I mean, we had games like Halo 3 and stuff like that, you know, during that time. So, it is hard for people to compare, like, why can't we have, like, a game like Breath of the Wild or stuff like that? Because they've just never been on the same level. They were just totally different types of games. But the problem is now is, like, they're trying to be that type of game you know, X and Y, they had, like, a 3D city. Sun and Moon, they had 3D environments, but the world was small, and it was islands. And, and they now tried it's, to make it open world. now it's and open it, world. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's been big improvements to them, but they've never been on the same playing field as, like, other, you know, as, like, AAA titles. So, now that they're trying to be, like, those AAA titles, like, now... Like, are you guys going to actually step it up or just kind of continue? So, I'm sure we'll be talking about it again, but
1: yeah, I mean, that's I that we were definitely getting a game this year. We got the Scarlet and Viot expansion pack. I feel like we're going to get some sort of game. I could see them shooing it in this year and just doing another let's go, I could definitely see, see that.
0: Yeah. I don't know I if guess, they would
1: come out with another legends just yet. But yeah. It, I mean it would be cool if they did, but I I'm just not so sure mm-hmm. if they if it's too soon for that.
0: Yeah, jumping into I think I saw kind of your question kind of related to that. Yeah. Um kind of what we would expect to see during the announcement mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. That's what I would hope for is like a like a Legends Arceus-type game, but better. I thought Legends Arceus was really good. It's probably about time to get a sequel like that, or maybe they go in a totally different direction. Um,
1: The future. (laughs) Literally different
0: direction. Yeah, I think think those are the two easy options, and I think another Legends game would be received well, and another Let's Go game would be received poorly. Um, I
1: agree. Because the Let's Go is kind of a uh, half-ass, I guess, reimagining.
0: Yeah, and they look great. They're (laughs) fun, but they're like super short. They're just like little blips. And maybe they'll release them like those too. Maybe it'll just be like a mini release and we'll have, you know, Legend Celebi and Let's Go Johto in the same year. So those are those are the easy options that i think we're ready for maybe pokemon snap three where it's like all open world
1: well the the legends games really open up the world of pokemon um significantly and allow for a lot of lore increases than we are an expansion upon what we've already seen within their games and it's I mean, it's been pretty good, right? But, like, wouldn't you say Sword and Shield didn't exactly have a whole lot of depth to it, you know? Um, like a corrupt dude, R- Rosé and his alien Pokemon. I don't know. It was it was just... It just seemed like it wasn't really much thought to the to the line there, or, like, to the plot. Um, there was definitely more with, like, the Legends game that we've seen in a while. I feel like, personally, in terms of of the lore. And I feel like you can really expand upon that significantly, if Pokemon chooses to do that. But again, we come back to the same thing, if Pokemon chooses to do it. And that is something that we can just speak to ad nauseum, and we all say it, and we keep on saying it. (laughs) And and a new generation appears, and then we keep on saying it. so But we all hope for the best, but inevitably it ends up being the same and sometimes worse
0: yeah i think i don't know maybe we'll we'll see a surprise they've been they've been pretty quiet and they have been pushing their dlc a lot i've been seeing a lot of ads for it part of that because pow world is a thing now Yep. Yep. but i also think they're trying to capitalize on those sales before announcing a new thing So that
1: definitely could could be Lokombe. B. When when, when did that come out? Was that
0: uh, what's that?
1: Uh, the expansion.
0: I I think a couple months back.
1: I can't even remember. Everything blends.
0: Yeah, I didn't even bother with them, but it is fun. Maybe I will get them because I do enjoy the Pokemon games. December
1: fourteenth. So it's just two months ago.
0: Yeah. I do enjoy the Pokemon games, but I, I really make it a mission, especially with the brand new gens to complete a living Pokedex of everything. So in my Pokemon home, I have a complete living decks of every species of every evolution. So I, I like doing that and I like shiny hunting, but I would totally pay $5 more if I could just buy the game. And not have to play the story. (laughs) Like if I could get the game. And just be at the end game. Like that's when the fun begins for the Pokemon games for me. Because I'm hunting and completing the Pokédex. Like I don't care about the story. It's almost like a chore to me. To just get through the games. Sun and Moon. My god. Those were such a pain to get through. I don't think I even beat Ultra Moon. It was such a drag. But.
1: Well, I do hope they announce a, so I guess, well, so basically the, the question was, which we've already kind of halfway through is what do you expect out of the Pokemon Connect presentation? And what do you hope for? Um, so I expect to be disappointed first off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> going to be I'm uh, disappointed. I can't wait for that 30th anniversary and I'm out.
1: Yeah, I, I let, let me just go ahead and get that out right now. But, uh, but really, I, what, what do I expect? I don't know. I, I expect f- for the best, honestly. I think they're going to come out with some sort of game this year, something that we all hope to be good. Um, and w- if it's another let's go, I probably won't bother with it. If it's a different type of game you've piqued my interest uh something a little bit different because i mean i play pokemon go obviously a lot right so pokemon is is a world that i've been enamored and immersed in for decades so if it's something different i'm playing it if it's another legends game i'm playing it you know i i really hope it's some sort of legend style game either past or future legends or i don't know what what the future would be if they went that route um i hope for something like that i want to see a build on of that i want to see them have put clearly a little bit of effort into this game and if they don't well i mean they're only going to have a they're going to have the worst year they're going to have they've had in a while if they don't i'll just say that yeah
0: yeah i uh I think we're going to be surprised. I'll just say it.
1: Well, and I also hope for something cool with the Pokemon TCG. I don't give a rat's ass if it's like a $20 item where everybody has. I want something cool. I want something like a Goku Pikachu, okay? Or something like...
0: $20 item or something cool. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's going to be freaking Mario Pikachu, (laughs) Ban-Go all over again.
1: Well, you can make it to where, I mean, the original hype and whatever, but just make it to where, just come out and say you're going to print the thing to the ground, okay?
0: That's what they said with Van
1: Gogh. (laughs) They didn't say to print it to the ground. They said that they... Afterwards, I think they said that they would print it uh, a a lot. And guess what? We're going to have another quarter of a million potentially added to the circulation. It's taken three months, but they've done what they've said. And I... Pokemon, for all their issues that they sometimes have that we just talked about their games, yes, they are a business. They're a mega business. But I feel like Pokemon does do a great job in staying loyal to its base as well. Mm-hmm. Now I, I, they, they're kind of, they're kind of like in relationship with them right now. Right. And we're, you're, you're kind of in this phase where it's like, you're in these years where it's like, Oh, you're just going through the motions. Well, you need to snap out of it and realize, Oh man, we're both so good for each other. Why are we, why are we doing this to each other? You know, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm just hoping that we see something good from Pokemon. I hope we see uh, some sort of, like, TCG item that is really worth getting hyped up for. Because that is what I look fo- look forward to, is the new Pokemon TCG item that, that they're going to drop. And as soon as they showed the TCG, you know, classic collector's thing, I cannot tell you how much of a buzzkill I had. I just hope it's not that same level of buzzkill. Like I was, I guess it's because I remember Pokemon Connect in 2021, and it was like,
0: oh my god, because you know that
1: was uh, that was the 25th, and then the 2022 is still pretty cool too, with their TCG item, with like the end of the era promo. So you know, back to back years of this awesome Pokemon Connect, and then you have the Pokemon TCG Classic. Yeah. So it was kind of like another. Base set reprint. Mhm. So I want something cool. I don't care if it's cheap.
0: And those are back in stock too. So what's that? The TCG Classic. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Show me that. Yeah, they re they restocked uh, those for whatever reason, but uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for whatever reason is right.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I don't think we'll see much TCG stuff, but I think we'll be surprised with I,
1: well, I feel like they have it every year though have they i mean pokemon tcg is one of the big aspects of their their brand they have to have something for it on the pokemon connect when you have things like the hotel pokemon concierge and you tell me you're not going to have anything about pokemon tcg that makes them billions of dollars a year
0: yeah yeah probably so (laughs) but i guess we uh should end it there though um Thanks for listening. Went a little longer than I thought we would. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see the presentation. And we will see you guys in three weeks. So we'll see you then.
1: Until next time.